Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Crossovers. It originally aired February 24th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silverline Wednesday Night Wham! Hosted by Scott Wakefield! Oh, and <laughs> that's that. Hello, everyone. Hello, Internet. Hello, Silverliners out there. Welcome. It is Wednesday night. We are I think all my neighbors heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and you are right where you should be with us. We have a great show. As always, every show is amazing, each more incredible than the last. And tonight, I will be wrangling the lunacy. Tonight, we have a guest crasher here. Um, yes, no, he's permanent. He's permanent. We're, we're I am. I'm coming from the other. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm just. I'll go back to Sunday. I, I can never abandon Curtis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're happy to have you. Okay, tonight. Now, and I always put a disclaimer on my my role here. Um, I am to curate the conversation because I am far from an expert. Uh, I love uh, Brent's. What what you you've been involved since <laughs> mid twenty nineteen since the uh, uh, early in the last decade. Um. <laughs> I'm a frequent reader of comics. Yes, I, I feel like that should get me something. I I lack the bona fides yeah. of of our of our. I'm surrounded by greatness here, so um, I try to keep the conversation going. I am no expert. We have, we have plenty of experts here. I just love to give all the responsibility to everybody out there. We are talking about comic book crossovers. And uh, it's not a comic book crossover, but I think one of the greatest crossovers was when the critic was on The Simpsons. Ah, one of the best episodes ever. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's my contribution. Uh, the <laughs> Football of the Crotch was the winner of that, <laughs> that film festival. That's right. Ow. My groin. Yeah. Are they saying, <laughs> no, they're saying boo worms. <laughs> so are they booing me? for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. Goodness. That's wow. Classic episode. The critic was too short lived. That was a fantastic yes, cartoon. I got it. I've got it around here somewhere. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. That's I love it. He's acting. Question. It stinks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. It's like you, we need to define what a crossover. We can't define that. So, there's no way. There's so, there's so, so, there's, yeah, so this is something I did bring up uh, in the in the our company group chat. Uh, also, Amy <laughs> says, "Happy Wednesday, guys." Happy Wednesday, oh, Amy. Happy Wednesday. Uh, so, uh, the in common parlance, we see two major forms of crossover. The first being your street level issue with one character jumping into another character's street level issue. It's kind of your, your regular monthly release, or you have the big event where, like, run grab all these characters from this universe, jammed them together for one story, and then send them back to their street levels. Those are the two most common that you can encounter in the wild. Mm. I have. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're dealing. 
Couldn't couldn't yeah, like the, that's you know, the Avengers be considered a crossover? I, I yeah, think that's it's, what I'm yeah, it's it's it'd probably start as a crossover series, yeah. And then the group stuff would have started as crossovers. That essentially there would have been events that they're like, hey, let's just keep this running. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh uh <laughs> and then typically they just get brought back in for new events because Avengers does not and Justice League at this point. Uh, you don't really see them run as long as you would say your X-Men or Captain America as they'd say like, okay, here's Avengers Illuminati, here's Uncanny Avengers, here's what? Amazing Avengers. So it is a long-running series, but they kind of serve events in that way, I would say. Okay, so that's what you're saying, like Secret Wars and stuff like that are crossovers? Right. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, yeah, that's that's the that's. The so you're saying crossovers if they're in the same universe don't count? But yeah, that's. Oh, uh, they would have to count. I mean, if you're talking historically, okay, like so. One of the things I had thrown in on our company chat, you know, predating um, Secret Wars, like Contest of Champions, mm-hmm. that was the first time something like that had been done, and I don't know how long. Um, yeah, even if it's within the same company, if it's early enough. That would absolutely be considered a crossover. But yeah. Let's take a look uh, at like Spider-Man number one. Uh, what did they do? Spider-Man number one, guest starring Fantastic Four. I mean, that's yeah. Where it began. And Roland does agree with me in the chat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I but I'd, I'd find anytime you have a non-named or non-featured character in another character's story, or you pull two characters that would be in different stories into the same story. So all, we all agree that we veto C. Michael's opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say veto. Just maybe I would say, ignore. I'd say I'd say also at this point. Com- Thanks, John. I'd say at this at this at this point comics are voted off the island. I'd say at this point though comics have been so convoluted that it's hard to describe what's a crossover and what isn't. Yeah. Because uh, if, if you do a Google that's search why when for I said uh, earlier. Crossovers. I mean, I'm looking at all these crazy, crazy crossovers. Yeah, and there'd be ones where it'd be, it'd be different franchises brought together, and I have some favorite sure. ones from different franchises. Doctor Who and the Star Star Trek crossover. Right. Yeah. But stupid. Uh, now, also, everyone's so protective of copyright and trademark that to like do that again for Marvel to reach out, like, hey, we want to have Doctor Who in a Doctor Strange story. Every all the lawyers in the room would get very quiet and just kind of eye each uh-huh. other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. The, the Big Trouble in Little China Escape from New York crossover. Mm. Uh, that was a comic. Yeah, and roll and roll. Oh, that's kind of cool. Roland is saying that Avengers is not a crossover; it's an entity, uh, which I kind of figured. Spider-Man featured <laughs> in the Avengers when he's not a named Avenger is the crossover. So it's kind of the it's the tag team stable rules. You have uh, <laughs> you have the Dully brothers. And then when the <laughs> Dudley and then and <laughs> and then when you have uh, Edge and Christian work with them, that's a crossover of the stables. That's a crossover, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but they exist as their own stables. Bigger brother, Big Dick Dudley, came on. That's yeah. not a crossover because he's he's, he's, he's a name. He's named in the stable. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what was their little their little their, the little brother's name? I forgot what his name was. Of the Dudley. Does it feel anyway, more like a? Yeah. Oh no! Does it feel more like a crossover when the two entities have their own logos? Like, I had a That's Batman it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think I had, like, the Batman logo and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle logo. It almost seems like more of a crossover because of two separate entities instead of, like, right. the Avengers. I'd say because uh, one of my favorite things uh, going into uh, being a Marvel fanboy, going into Age of Strife, one of my favorite things was yeah. 
the weird form of X-Force where they brought in uh, Deadpool, who at the time was not an X-Force, and the Punisher, and then they drove with Cable. And then they created its own stable where they had Cable and Punisher as its own entity. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a crossover that got turned into an entity or got turned into a stable. I have mentioned my number one crossover was the, the Superman-Spider-Man crossover way back in the in the day. Yeah, in the 70s. That was epic. Yes. Epic. But, see, but yeah. you can't make a stable out of that, though. That's my point. It's like that's two different universes that are that's a crossover. If you're a real crossover, you just kind of you're all in New York City. It's hard. For you're me. just hanging around. Yeah, I mean, everybody lives in New York, right? Yeah, and they're just like, hanging out. How can well, that I mean, because if you have uh, like, the same deli at the same time, that makes it a crossover. Well, speaking <laughs> speaking of delis, you had uh, Wolverine featuring in Kamala Khan's uh, Mrs. Marvel, and Wolverine's tone would not work in that comic in the long run. But having him just coming yeah. like, "All right, Bob, I'm going to show you the ropes of superheroine, and then go do my own thing." That <laughs> all right? So can I can I throw in like an educator? I'm gonna be the stick in the mud thing. Sure. No. Here. Oh, no. So if we're gonna talk different crossover types, we we have okay. So because I'm hearing all these things bounce around. Mm-hmm. So like C. Michael is talking about intercompany crossovers, right? Between companies, and, and Roll has mentioned that intracompany crossovers. Yes. Within the same company, I'd say that we but... have intertitle crossovers where it's across multiple titles. No, stop it! He's like, making a PowerPoint. Um, X Men, <laughs> right? You have they have like X Men and Gen X or something PowerPoint. like that. <laughs> and then you could have intra-title crossovers where within the same title you have individual characters or teams crossing over kind of like the spider-man fantastic four example i gave you earlier so all of these are legit crossovers yes as my mentor obi-wan used to say from a certain point of view so and only you know, only sith deals in absolutes nice that, <laughs> only <laughs> sith yes yeah. absolutely yeah. yes only because that's absolutely true yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So once so, the yeah, book you know, that they every... cross over in continues to become an ongoing series, then it's no longer a crossover; it's just a book. I'd say because that's when it becomes a stable, say... becomes its own entity. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yep, yeah. Uh, okay, so what about in the '90s when Marvel and DC had their big epic battle? amalgam, and then they amalgamed yeah, the, yeah. all their? Uh, so what would that be? Would that be a crossover? Would that be an <laughs> that was, different? That, that was an awesome uh, catastrophe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was. Bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> as a as a as a crossover, some of it got turned into an entity, but all second. of it was a legal nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my favorite crossover from the '90s, if we're speaking uh, intercompany, uh, is uh, Punisher and Archie. Uh, <laughs> I saw that was on the list <laughs> of weirdos. That was the late 2000s. No, it might have been in '94. There is a <laughs> the Punisher so mistakes looking. the Punisher mistakes Archie for a drug dealer. And Hunsum the F down. <laughs> everywhere to wonder how the Punisher actually stayed alive this long if he was really that dumb. Right. So, I mean, another Archie what crossover about the with the Predator here. Yeah. Or talk about uh, the time the Ar- uh, Punisher hunted down Archie after he thought he was a drug dealer. 
Yeah. Oh okay, that's what that's what I thought I was. That's why I thought I was walking back into. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I remember when that book came out in the stands. I was working in the comic store, and I just looked at that thing like where he's standing there as a one. Uh, what was it like the uh, the school dance chaperone? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like this is bizarre. This is like so cool. Well, I mean, that's like yeah. I, I think all the editors of Archie from like a certain point onward absolutely hate the idea of Archie, and then that's how I got. Archie versus Alien, Archie versus Predator, Archie versus <laughs> Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they did the future story where they killed him off, too. So that's like the uh, the very end of hating Archie. It's like, I hate him so much, I'm going to kill him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron has also mentioned that I am making up points, my references, after calling him old in this week's blog post. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. How, how did it turn out with Archie versus Predator? Because... It seems like it would be pretty obvious, but I'd love to hear how Archie like pulled. two pages. I mean, that Archie would win, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Archie just explained to him that it wasn't cool and hip. He was kind of being square. Yes. Somehow, well, supposedly, Archie... it's really gory, is what it's. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh. it is. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've not read it, but I've seen images and. Mm-hmm. It's gory for an Archie comic. They do. Yeah. I mean, they, as much as you can go in that art style. Because the, the, oh the, the Archie company is owned by Dark Horse, but they're very smart in their branding. They have your Archie company prints, which are your family-friendly ones, and then they'll slap the Dark Horse label on it for their crossovers. Archie does. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, Archie's owned by Dark Horse? Yeah. yeah. Since when? I believe it's been a little bit. A couple days ago, I think. <laughs> Last week. That is new. That is news to me. I learned. That explains later. Riverdale. You guys, yeah, yeah, that's a crazy show. You guys remember? Oh, the, please, uh, like the early two thousands when they had the JLA event. I, uh, I, I've, I've, I've watched a few episodes. I've definitely dug it, but uh, since at least two thousand eleven. Wow. Okay. And now yeah. I know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. DC so is wait. I, I got a question, guys. Sure. That's crazy. I had a question. Okay. That one was kind of cool. I didn't read it, but I remember the art being really cool for that. I think uh, they had a Thundercats He Man one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was on this list. Yeah. Hmm. I go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was going to ask uh, what do you guys think about uh, Aliens versus Predator, right? So mm-hmm. who's the villain? That was Thank probably that was probably my favorite. The original comic was probably my favorite comic of all. One of my favorite it's a movies. very cool idea, but yeah. I always I love asking people like, okay, who do you guys really see as the villain in that? Because you you can think about it on one level and then think about it on another level. I, I'm just curious. What do you guys? Ripley, think? Ripley's the, the I, uh, <laughs> if you if you read the original Dark Horse series, it would um be the aliens, but yeah. Ripley wasn't even in it. Yeah. It was um because uh, was it Makoto? I can't think of it. It's a yeah, Japanese it was it, yeah, it was a uh, Japanese character, and uh, um, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, because well, here's my take on it: was always, you know, the, the, your initial thought is, well, the aliens, you know, they're they're the, but really, if you think about it, that I, I'm I'm going to go into alignment here. If you think about the aliens, right? They're just like wasps, right? Mm-hmm. They're just existing, just doing their thing. Yep. Right. So the predators are the ones that go in and enslave things and conquer things and torture creatures. They had they had an alien queen in like a chamber and they, they were they had enslaved her to have eggs to raise aliens so they could hunt them for sport. 
right? So you start thinking about it a little deeper and you go, wait a minute. The predators are actually the bad guys in that. They're I was just yeah. collectors. They're just you know trying to get trophies. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, right. well, I mean, it's... but I mean, the aliens. The aliens no. are like. It's like <laughs> no, we all do a, it. <laughs> it's like walking into a wasp nest, right? It's yeah. like the wasps aren't evil. They're just trying to They're survive. Yeah. You just you it's walked into their nest. You, you, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten killed away. Into their area, yeah. You'd have I mean, fine. they're not going to bother you if you don't bother them. Yeah, right. Like a snake. Yeah. I mean, remember when you were a kid and your parents were like, "Okay, you see that hornet's nest over there? Okay, well, if you don't bother them, they won't bother you." You know. And then, of course, you ten minutes after your dad finger. leaves, you're over there. You're over there poking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're the predator. See, you were doing just like yeah. exactly. To That's uh, the. Uh, I mean, kind of Dean's point. Um, Say what you will about the the Prometheus movies. They're really Scott, so we have to accept them as somewhat canon, I guess. But the aliens were engineered as weapons by... Did we get a name for the... Old the engineers. Alien, the, engineers. the engineers. Yeah. Well, so yes. they're they're not so much a bad guy as much as they are the gun of the bad guy. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Whereas the predators are they're they're fine hunting Arnold Schwarzenegger sport. They're Danny Glover was better than Schwarzenegger. The the, the, ha- the, the handshake the was the real hero of that movie. This people, they, yeah. fact, it's not surprising <laughs> that Schwarzenegger survived. It's surprising that Danny Glover did. I, yeah, yeah I know. That's oh, right. come on. <laughs> Predator 2 was far better. It was great. I love Predator 2. Stop. It was fun. Oh, look, Bill, love... uh, what, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. 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 The, Game the over, scene... man. Game this over. Game over. Paxton, who was also an alien. So yes. Cool. <laughs> so it was he, alien. he transcends time. Hmm. Bill Paxton has actually been killed by the Terminator, Predator, and yep. Alien. There you go. All yes. dark horse. He's one of the punks, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's a claim to fame. Oh, yeah. It's a wild, or wild Bill or Wild Bill Paxton, I think it was actually in the, in the credits for the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. He died in Tombstone, too, didn't he? When Bill Paxton. Did he? No, he lived. He lived. Did he? I think he lived. No, he, no. he, died. he died on a. Yeah, I remember him being shot, but I thought I remember him being on a uh, train. No, he's the reason. Like... He's one that why everybody got. Welcome to What's Name Wham: The Life and Times of Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he died in a. Too, didn't he? But it was more like an emotional death. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Big, Big love. Ah, oh. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Okay, yeah, so guys, I got a, I got another question for you, just just to think about here. What what about Kong versus Godzilla? I mean, oh, that's really? a great Now hang, but hang on though. Oh, Godzilla's think, gonna whoop butt. Oh, I mean, please. think about this. Come on, think about Godzilla Godzilla can't even sometimes you get please. a big Godzilla. Sometimes you okay, get what if you got Mecha just, Godzilla, just like you had like Mecha Streisand? And then sing what would boy Brian Boitano do? Yeah. Yep, there you go. There you go. But okay, so so Kong, correct me if I'm wrong, but originally, you know, picture Kong like on top of the Empire State Building. And then picture how big Godzilla is. Okay. Yeah, he's so as big as the Empire State Building. So think yeah. about it like, you know, I mean, heat ray, boom. He's Kong. eating I mean, Kong. Really? It's, it's a like, little, 
like a yeah. Twinkie. <laughs> so this is also where we get into some of the fun legality work that goes into crossovers because everyone is very protective of their intellectual property. When there's yeah. when is when uh, I believe it's Studio Toho or whoever owns Godzilla. I might be yeah, part of it is right. Toho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, proposed crossing over with when America did Khan. Like, oh, you have Kaiju too. We want to put these together. Uh, mm-hmm. The American studio said, "Yeah, but Khan has to win." And, Seriously? Yeah, and that's and so. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you know American uh, <laughs> bad feelings over the last forty years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah but yeah, that, that, well, so, I saw bad feelings over the. Matthew Broderick Godzilla films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there, there is that. So when they originally did that, that's Steve that's what ended up happening. So now, but this is the some of the more national politics aren't necessarily going into the new like monster verse. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see uh, if this is also something that's been decided by the lawyers, or if this is strictly just going to be a fun monster movie. Okay. What did you think you of the? They've already released. They've already said that neither one's going to win. But to be logical, I'm, I'm going with opposable thumbs. Sorry. I don't well, care. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking uh, about everybody guys, talks about they both Godzilla. Do, half, huh? Oh, that's right. He's, never mind. I'm yeah. And <laughs> I mean, in Godzilla, they talk about the radiation of Godzilla, but you look how huge, and Kong in this one is bigger than the, the Empire State right. Building Kong. So I don't think that's going to bother him so much. Plus, I've seen the preview. Kong's going to whip butt as much as he can. Right, I think think because they they haven't setting up the King of the Monsters storylines, I think it's going to be they're going to do a um, a Civil War thing. We're going to have their equivalent of Baron Zemo. Uh, It'll be like uh, (laughs) King King Ghadira or something is going to be like, just come in and wreck (laughs) something and they're like, okay, we have a bigger problem. But, oh yeah. Well, wait, wait. The best thing that could happen... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you have have the misunderstanding Standing where they fight, but then they ultimately have to team up against a more deadly villain. That's right? exactly what I yeah. assume they're going to do. Yeah. They both okay. find out their moms and... are named Martha. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Well, no, no. Look, I thought they find out their names are Martha. We don't think it's not a versus. It turns out to be a team up. Yeah. Dean gave me this one, so I was gonna where I was gonna go. Now I could use Dean's thing to roll into it. What if the ones that they team up to beat? Are the ones from the mech from Pacific Rim? Ooh, ooh! Because nice. I was going to say the best thing that, or the thing that that movie would need would be Pacific Rim, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give a good lead into that. That would be awesome. Or the Power. We need more Pacific Rim. I love the Power. Yeah. They had the Pacific Rim cartoon coming on Netflix. Yeah, which one? There's a Pacific Rim cartoon coming on Netflix like yeah. this month. Oh, I didn't know. That. That? Yeah, it's oh, a CGI cool. animated one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, any of the uh, original cast voicing anybody? I have no idea. Things? I just saw a trailer oh, for it. I think it's all like, new oh, people. Still alive. Anyway, so. Okay. It'd be cool to have like John Boyega like voicing one of them or something. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I would just maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looked like all new characters too, so I don't know if it's the same cast from the original movies or if it's just new stuff. Okay. Anyone so. seen the cinematic gem Atlantic Rim? Oh, Atlantic Rim uh, Mystery Science Theater Land ah. it. it's it's gold. Really? Atlantic Rim. It's how much gold? Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I looked it's that up. Bitcoin. A gold, it's Bitcoin gold level. <laughs> we we have uh, joining us uh, the venerable Mickey Clausen. Say hello. How are you, sir? Hello. Can you hear me Mickey. this time? Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. New microphone. Yes. Right. Excellent. 
Mickey, what what are you working on right now? It can be Silver Line or otherwise. And where are you uh, living? Where do you live? I'm working on the cover okay. for uh, number two of uh, Twilight. Yes. That, which is uh, very soon to Kickstarter. Well, you, you got a sneak peek, Roland. Almost done with it. Awesome. And uh, so what what you do, um, you do pencils, inks, colors. What do you what do you do? Tell our, our um, coloring fans. Uh, Twilight, I'm just coloring right now. Coloring. All right. Yeah. And uh, where are you located geographically? Uh, just outside of San Diego. We got You're the only representation, I think, down that that side of the country. So, um, we got a fantastic mix uh, all over. Um, we are talking about crossover tonight, and uh, you are welcome to join in. Um, we've been all over the place already in in this uh, 45 minutes of 50 minutes of discussion uh, of of crossovers. We still have not. 100% decided what defines a crossover. I don't think we know. I think I, I think I, I think we decided there's different levels of crossover. Yes. So. I think that's what the teacher said. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you have you, ha- you have your 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 intercompanies where you know uh, someone reaches out to Dark Horse and we're like, hey, you want to have the Punisher kill Archie? Or yeah. uh, then you have your intro company where the editor of Spider Man goes to the editor of X Men says like, hey, I want to have Spider Man in your uh, thing for an issue. And then you have your intro titles where the guy who's running the X titles is like, okay, we're going to have X Factor and X Force come together for this issue and then slip back off from that point forward. Didn't know this was so complicated. I didn't know this was so complicated. Welcome to Wednesday. It wasn't that complicated before the show started. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so, so the question, the question I have is when we have the... Marky. I think he's blaming me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just bringing levity to the group as always. Oh, but to answer your question, John, it looks yeah. like uh, it looks like this is kind of a different story with the Pacific Rim universe. Okay, so it's like all right, so there. so different characters and such. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a little story. Yeah, gotcha. So I got a double. Dean, you didn't fall and hit your camera, did you? Are you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay. I am. Uh, Experimenting with oh, controls. Okay. <laughs> so you guys proceed. Ignore me. For now. Him. That's what that means. <laughs> I'm glad that he passed out and knocked his camera over or something. Nah, he crossed over to the other side of the room. <laughs> I was just thinking his cat's going to show up. I'm taking over. <laughs> the, you know, one uh, one of the things talking about crossovers, you know, in a different category, Tim, uh, which isn't necessarily a category, but one of the things that I've always seen two different piles of um crossovers ones that had long lasting repercussions after mm-hmm. the crossover is done intercompany or intracompany versus those that just wrap up and stay within their own little published four issue or whatnot right um for right. example like secret wars you know that radiated into like fantastic four because ben grimm stood stayed on the beyonder world and that's where she hulk came in and that ran from there. Yep. Um, even like the Batman Spawn crossover, Batman whipped a battering at Spawn's face and sliced the thing open in the center. And then in the Spawn title for the longest time, he had his face sutured up with a uh, yeah. was it, a shoelace. That was... So that you know, at least there was some like lasting ramifications. I'd say uh, when, I, when I was in junior high, they had the uh, the one shot Spider Man and Wolverine crossover. 
which dealt with the death of Ned Leeds, which was huge in the Spider-Man book. So it's like some of them do wrap up nice and neat. Um, one of my other favorite ones, uh, drawn by John Royal and inked by Phil Moy, was the Danger Girl G.I. Joe crossover. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, that's a cool concept. But you don't really see Abby Chase running around in the Joe universe. You don't see the Joes in the Danger Girl universe because it's agreed to kind of like Tim was saying with the IPs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like done with that one story or if they do a second act. I mean, that's so that's that's another yeah. category that we can throw in there. And I kind of I kind of touch on also the idea of events versus street level crossover where events are going to get their own collection. So uh just too many subcategories yeah there's there's a lot i mean there's a lot of storytelling and if you can get an editor to okay it absolutely do whatever the heck you want because that's what it's about just writing what you want to and having fun with it um but sometimes the lawyers and the uh property like dean say get too calculated (laughs) Uh, yes no calculation uh so uh to use modern examples that's happening in Marvel right now, uh, in the in Hickman, who is currently uh, the guy running the X family, you had a street level, just easy tie-in between Gen X or no, it was X Factor and X Men, where X Factor brings in a brood egg, and then the X Men take care of that in the next issue. Very simple, one and done. And then you have their big event. Uh, which is the Kingdom Black, where Spawn's symbiote is bringing a space god to Earth, and everyone has to deal with the ramifications of that. And that'll change all the series going forward. And so you're getting that own collection, which is going to be its own event with all Marvel characters involved in some sort of story that way. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the ramifications that you you guys are talking about this, how one plays into the next, and very often that yes, the the story the story is continued or actually is really part of the the storylines. Um, but uh, it seems to me, and this is I'm going to play ignorant here, I'm not really pretending that much. When you smash up DC with Marvel, when you have universes collide, that cannot that can't be canon. You can't go on with that. You have to. Pre- so how is that resolved? It, it is until the lawyers tell you to not make it canon. <laughs> right, cut it out. In the Marvel world, Avengers. Uh, what was it? The Justice League Avengers. That was George Perez did that mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. ago. That didn't have any. I think wasn't it like an alternate universe or a side off story? I don't think it had any ramifications. Yeah, I feel like it almost always has to be right because you yeah. can't totally pretend that Superman yeah. right. is going to come fight alongside the Avengers because yeah. there was right. actually talk at that point um and of course companies could never agree to it uh they were talking and bantering around the idea about like trading characters for like a year so you know for so let's just take superman because you said superman yeah you know so superman would now be in the marvel universe for a year while spider-man's in the dc universe for a year that would have been pretty cool obviously you could see why something like that wouldn't necessarily happen but I am glad during the uh, the Marvel DC crossover that it was the one true original Spider Man that was there, Ben Riley. Yeah. Yes. So. And I thought the- <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> I think was it was it just there. League Avengers or was it DC Marvel? It's DC, been a while. DC Marvel. It was JLA it was- Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking DC Marvel. Sorry. Really cool. But I think it's the same. I think it was called that. I can't remember if it was called. I have to look at it now. Um, DC versus Marvel. Yeah. Is that what that's it was? The one okay. I was referencing. Well, yeah, that was a, that was they actually had on my vote on yeah, what okay. characters they wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Or they had wasn't yeah. that the amalgam thing? Well, yeah, it was a setup. Amalgam was a setup came out of it. Amalgam. 
Yeah, yes. Amalgam came out of it. There were two levels, if I remember correctly. One set of face-offs were predetermined. Another set were going to be voted upon. So I, I believe that's okay. what I remember too. And then they just you know, had there the were, George Press stuff. That's all I wanted. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was JLA Avengers. And then okay, Avengers yeah. JLA. So uh, okay. Brent, wait, uh, go ahead, Brent. Your your mic's a little quiet, so it's hard to hear you, Brent. Oh, yeah, the JLA Avengers was the Perez book, and that was okay. uh, the early aughts because um, um, Kurt Busiek uh, was at uh, MegaCon in Orlando that year, and they had these really nifty cards. And I got his uh, autograph and on the JLA Avengers card. And I was cool. like, thanks so much for what you're doing with the Vision Scarlet Witch. And he's like, yeah, okay. And yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I'm a 30-year-old nerd. I got nothing to live for. And I walked away. <laughs> I remember most from that experience. <laughs> okay, hey, okay uh, we are at the halfway point. We're going to do our uh, cut to a review here in just a minute. But I wanted to give... Uh, Haley, a second to tell us what she's working on. Uh, Haley, I know you're just trying to talk over all of us the whole time. No, so rude. <laughs> so let us get a word in, Haley. My goodness. Um, tell us what you're working on, and then I will probably end up switching, I think, because, uh, but I, I'm not going to make those decisions. So, what are you working on right now? Um, yeah, so this is page, page 12 of Bear. So, um, I'm doing all the art for um, this is the first issue of who knows how many but um yeah we're working on some inks for that so the story um it's set in like a a Winnie the Pooh toy story kind of world so all these characters are um stuffed animals and yeah and they're kind of uh struggling to know what to do because their kid has gone missing so that's the story and a here. Punisher type character is going to show up soon right mm -hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what program what program are you using for everybody that's uh super interested like because people like to know that how how are you you're not inking with real ink you are inking on yeah no it's real ink. yeah it's, it's yeah <laughs> i'm drawing on my computer screen yeah i did do that the other day i was i thought i was holding my like pen like this this looks really dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> So what is but, the um, what program are you using? Yes, yeah, so I'm using Photoshop. Oh, Photoshop. Okay. All right. Yep. Very cool. And um, see, 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 Michael, you are you are arting as well, and Mickey, you're arting, and Tommy, are you as well? No, no, no everybody else can. Okay. No, I'm just gonna let you go, Tom. What? Oh, well, you, you just want to see? You don't have to switch. Uh, I know that. See, you like to. You're gonna. Are you gonna stick around for the second half? Or are you gonna? No, I'll stay. You're gonna stick around, okay? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Silver Lines Wednesday Night Wham, hosted by Scott Wakefield. Uh, from the chat, uh, John is not here. We had a question asked for him, uh, so we'll just disregard that. Okay. If John <laughs> comes back, uh, we'll pass that along to him. Yes, the calmer, quieter second half of the Wednesday Wham. Thank you. 
for the introduction. Tim, we are talking about crossovers. We have yet to fully define them. Tim's doing a great job and we all just keep chiming in and not listening to him and saying, what about and another? Uh, so I'm, I'm doing my job my, the best I can to wrangle our conversation around crossovers. We have talked about universes colliding. We've talked about people uh, characters uh, poking their head into another character's title and saying hello. We've talked about characters smashing together and becoming a new title and all things around that. We will continue that conversation. We hope to have your comments and your input as the discussion goes along. At the minute, at the end of this 45 minutes, we're going to have the okay. definition of crossover. We, we, I'm going to get... Yeah. I need a whiteboard here. We need to yes. be writing yes. this down. We will, we will the, the legal reasons, what, I would say we're going to have really a, a definition. Legal reasons. <laughs> I mean, there's six of us, right? And when John comes back, we'll have seven definitions. Seven definitions. The answer. The, for legal reasons, we'll have a definition. A. The, the answer a may surprise you. <laughs> It'll probably surprise each of us, too. So. Maybe our definition will cross over. Hey, yeah. hey, hey Scott. Yes. May, may I throw a grenade into the oh, discussion just I because I like doing that? Nothing less. Sure. Okay. You, re, you ready? Here it comes. You ready? Batman versus Iron Man. Who would win? Why? Go. Oh. Ooh. See. Anybody. <laughs> See, Scott, Scott's an Iron Man fan, so I feel like he's he's got I, some reasoning you know, here. I think I think uh, if, if 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 Iron Man got the 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 sneak up on him, he just shoots him in the back with one of his cannons, and he's Batman's gone. Not even. I mean, it's, it's not like Batman. he's got armor or anything. Dude, Bat but it's Batman. Think about it. He's it's gonna Batman. like. He's just a dude in a piece of cloth cape. No, 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 no. You, you, you got it all wrong. He's, he's basically Sherlock Holmes times ten meets yeah. a ninja. Oh, he would see him. Coming. So basically, yeah. he would anticipate every move and counter move way ahead of time. He no. would set a complete trap for Iron Man. Iron Man would think he was gonna win, and then EMP. Boom, yeah. Iron Man's armor's done, it's gone, and then it's mano a mano, and we all know, you know, Bruce versus well, Tony, that, it's over with. Well, that's a, uh, so, uh, uh, before, mm. well, let's, let's Scott get in and defend his boy, but. Okay. I, I want Scott, so, I want Scott so, to throw so, out. So on. here's also my thought, though, is that, uh, uh, that both their superpowers, both, both, super, both of their superpowers are preparation and money. And money, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Who's got more? Yeah, uh, but, yeah. uh. I feel like Iron Man, though, whereas Batman is always thinking about how to defeat his opponents and do certain traps, Iron Man's always thinking about how he can protect himself. So he's going to have some sort of contingency for an EMP because he's going to be thinking about like... Yeah, he's someone... going to be in one of those little shield things. Or he might have what some is... sort of uh, like... Another suit could come in. And, and yeah, he'd have like an analog radio set up to pull in one of his like uh, yeah. iron shield suits or something. Yes, yeah. Or you just pull out a gun, a real gun, <laughs> one with a bullet. Just shoot them. That's, oh, that's, 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 you destroyed my armor. Here's a gun. Bam. That's where, club. That's where Batman has dodged bullets, though. That's you, have you have a system bug. You have uh, Batman would find some way to weaponize mm. Magneto's power. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. No way. He would. No, I just can't. I'm sorry. Well, well, here, here's the difference. I think. I think, and maybe this is just you know fanboy of one versus sure. fanboy of another. But <laughs> that being said, as the characters are written, the strategic mastermind falls to Bruce Wayne yeah. rather than to Tony Stark. Um, we have a more disciplined mind 
overall and someone who is a warrior pretending to be a playboy rather than a playboy pretending to be a warrior. So there's a little bit of that going oh, on. What do you that's think? Good. That's nice. You, you, All right, Scott, what's the answer? You make an excellent point. And, and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it would be, a, it's a matchup uh, of titans. Uh, yes, it is. Of, 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 of incredible minds. And, but it would still be Iron Man. But that's it. Would, <laughs> 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 Michael's not but, having it. He's like, that's it. No, no, it's, it's not, I'm Batman. <laughs> See, I, I would wonder, because so when we go to the, the yes, the, the tactician, uh, Bruce Wayne, yes, tactical, um, but the the genius of Tony Stark, I feel like though he would he would anticipate the anticipation. And oh, he would just oh. anticipate the EMT going. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I, I kind I kind of also get where Scott's going to work because I, I just finished reading uh, Secret Empire and. We saw that uh, Iron Man prepared for his own death at the hands of Steve Rogers and created his AI backup, which is just his, he downloaded his, his entire consciousness into a machine. <laughs> and so, that, so he, okay. he, he, he prepared, he's prepared for even his best friend killing him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if he so dies, comic, he still loses. <laughs> but, he, but if he just comes back as an, <laughs> his consciousness controlling the Iron Armada. Uh, so, so the actual <laughs> comic, the actual trade, the hundred page trade of this Batman versus Iron Man would just be them going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then another yeah. panel of them going, I would do that. And then another that, that should be hilarious. If it, was, if it was like this fallen arc, it's this fallen arc, and then it just cuts to the last page and it's them at a chess table having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I would. Want to be on Amazon ordering something? I'm yeah. So let me let me come from this angle though. Okay. okay, Iron Man, Tony Stark's pretty much out there. Everybody knows who Tony Stark is. Everybody mm. knows who Iron Man is, but nobody knows who Batman is. So Batman's going to have more prepared, more time to, be, to prepare mm. for his enemy than uh, Tony is because he doesn't know where Batman's coming from. Unless sure. unless we go with the extremist line from way back when Tony had all the, the, the connection with all the cameras and everything electronic. Remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Figure it out. There'd be some, he'd, he'd like the, 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 but then the counterpoint to that is, but the counterpoint that is then what if uh, what if Batman does Batdar, where he connects to like every tower in? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there, you know, there is that indeed. Yeah, uh, like, uh, Roland has a uh, Roland has, says something which I think I would agree with. Bruce versus Tony, Bruce wins. Iron Man versus Batman, Iron Man wins. I, I. That's just, no. Oh, I'm switching back to this side. Yeah. No, you can't just make a statement like that in the comments and then walk away, Roland. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Bruce has uh, Bruce both as a uh, a un, unassisted intuition because Tony has his intuition, which he creates a lot of assistance for. But Bruce is yeah. just very intuitive himself, and also he was trained by. Uh, the great Raz al Ghul and knows mm-hmm. uh, how to mm-hmm. kill you with so many different fingers. In the, uh, in the comic book world, though, there is more of a stress on Steve Rogers teaching Tony Stark how to. This is true. There is uh, there is in the, the movie world. It's not even really discussed. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's moments where uh, Tony learned how to fight from Steve uh, and Natasha as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine Tony well, what, during what Natasha's working run. 
what if they don't fight and they have to use their sidekicks to fight? So we say, look, we just can't fight because you know we're going to Iron Heart versus Robin. <laughs> or Robin, I'm sorry, <laughs> versus Robin. Wait, which Robin? Nicole and Okay, which Robin? Yeah, Ooh, Bryson. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson was Jim Rose. Greatest of all Robins. Yeah, that's eh, a matter of opinion. I think... Anyway, <laughs> oh, my opinion's the right one though. But, uh, oh, but, oh, but I think wow. Wow. Wait, why is it gonna be so if I, if I can't call back, if I can't call back though the idea of Armin just pulling out an actual gun I think that the idea of like superheroes are so taught the rules of you know you'd be better than you take them alive and then we got Red Hood or like Damian Wayne like, it's like he just kills the guy he's like jokes like you can't do that he's like well too bad it's happening it's not fair, it's not fair. <laughs> we could have we could have broken spine Bruce Wayne versus uh, bedridden paralyzed Tony Stark. <laughs> Oh. Next <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we have, we have, wow. we have, 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 we Show make those two fight, man. You just made this crossover now. It's like a, a, a 500 page crossover. While Bruce Wayne is drink, wait, wait, wait. While Bruce Wayne is with Miss Kitka drinking a glass of Miss Kitka milk, he's drinking milk, milk. while he's on his date. Milk, indeed. Say, we get the weird opioid Bruce Wayne and the demon in the bottle, oh, right. a Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Bruce Wayne with the old in out. It's the junkie versus a drug. Violent Bruce Wayne. Yeah. What? Maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we pull it back. Maybe it's like them in high school. Yes. Tony Stark. Uh, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. And then I'm gonna go back to the Simpsons, which is what I always do. Maybe his carousel reversal spray will work on oh, Iron Second yes. cut with a uh, crusty the clown as uh, mm. was it clown face? Was that the episode? Uh, it's a Gosh. it's a uh, Millhouse and Bart are watching television late at night, and Krusty's a villain, and it's Adam West, and he's got him on a on a carousel. <laughs> We're going to literally blush ourselves to death. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. It's got carousel reversal spray. Oh, gold. That's Pure, more gold. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think when I say grenade, you know what I mean, Scott. Grenade. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The so, shrapnel has just <laughs> eviscerated everyone in the room. I got I got so excited and sweaty in this conversation I had to roll up my sleeves. That was <laughs> I thought you were about ready to throw down with someone. <laughs> All right. Wow. You don't care where you live. <laughs> see see Michael and I were preparing to take you on, you know. <laughs> I, I think I got Scott's back in here because I mean, if it's, especially if it's post Ultron Tony Stark, where he's weaponized Earth's gravity. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, uh, so we got two questions in the chat. Uh, first oh. one from Amy for John. Uh, okay. John, the comic listening taught her on the napkin was that a crossover or just a squabble about rights? And can you give us context? Uh, say that again. The comic lesson you taught her on the napkin was that a crossover or just a rights squabble? Um, okay, so Amy is my girlfriend. So when we first started, Full disclosure. Amy, what's that? Full, Full disclosure. Full yes. Disclosure. <laughs> so since Tim is asking for context on this, 
Um, we went to dinner one place. This is back when you were allowed to eat out in like restaurants. And there was a time. Oh, there was a time. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I remember that. Kind Before of. the plague was unleashed upon us. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, we were talking Marvel Universe films, uh, the MCU. And I literally took like a napkin or one of the uh, play settings and took a pen and I was sketching everything out how this ties into this and this ties into this. And this is separate. And I was talking about how Sony had bought the rights to Spider-Man back in the 90s versus the X-Men franchise over in Fox. And, you know, like how those were all divided, the different IPs. Uh, so if if you're going to go with WandaVision. Ooh, so careful. What's that? Careful. There could be so po- some potential with people thinking that there could be crossovers, but could not necessarily be crossovers we will find out within the next two episodes i guess mm-hmm. um but that would be definitely more rights based than crossover based yeah. um but with a little bit of crossover in the mix uh and that that, that is interesting because you're right because it's it's it all comes down to okay these are all the comic book world so it's not a crossover and then when they go out to the movies and then they come back it, we're back to our odd definition of yeah is it a crossover um Mm -hmm. but it's it's certainly i'm gonna go with feelings here it feels like because nothing more than feelings yes yes they they in the for for the fans who know who know they all should be like they could walk down the street like you said meet in a deli in new york city but they've been apart because of the movies because of rights because of of the legal who owns whomst and where they should be. So when we see these little things, hint, 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 stuff that's happening on WandaVision, yes, it feels like, okay, now it's it's like a crossover, but we're it's it's coming back together. And we yep. still don't know if it really is right. or not. So it's like the ultimate tease. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. It's, it's, and that's that brings like a certain level of suspense and excitement yes. to it. Yes. I know for the first couple episodes of WandaVision, um, there were a lot of people posting and crabbing like little petulant children online. <laughs> oh, drop them all. We want to binge them. <laughs> yeah, you know because this generation doesn't have any pa- any patience. Right. I appreciate back the Back in the day, back in the day when we were kids, bam, you know we had yeah. wings on Friday without a VCR, and we liked it. You know, in the snow. In the snow. If you follow the comics, you have to wait a month. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I really think WandaVision has been exceptional due to the protracted release schedule of once a week. If you binged it, it would not have gotten the excitement, the depth of interest, um, or really, I think, the conversation going the way that it has. If it was just put out there um, in mm. one shot, I don't think that it would have become the like cultural phenomenon that it has. That's all things like appointment television. Yeah. Everyone is tuning in Friday night too, yep. and then Twitter Friday, blows up afterwards. Friday. All right, uh, Mister Mister, not a chance, Michael Lanning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What two two things about that though? One, Scott, you told me we couldn't talk about Wild Division. You fussed at me last time I brought it up. That's one. Two, <laughs> I like that. that some wow. shows don't deserve that slow burn, though. Some shows 
they need to get out there because otherwise it's just wild division is not that wild division yes needs a slow burn it earns it but a lot of these other shows will not earn that so i don't i think it depends on the show oh i agree completely i um i i didn't have well i still don't well no now i do have netflix but at the time i didn't have netflix but when they put out cobra kai uh, cobra kai yes season one and two dvd i bought the dvd two pack for the first two seasons and i literally binged the first two seasons in one night so that was completely that was completely bingeable and I don't yes. feel like I lost anything on it. No. Um, but WandaVision, like you said, yes, it's definitely. There, I, I, it, it's, I've enjoyed it too much. In fact, WandaVision has actually made my daughter more interested in seeing and knowing about superheroes because you have Scarlet Witch, who is actually the epitome of a female hero. Yes. That's what we need. Somebody like Scarlet Witch more and more. I'd like to see her elevated. Don't think we need a Black Widow movie. There, I said it. You can hold it against <laughs> oh! me. <not>. But. <laughs> Somebody just sounded like Andrew Dice Clay. Who was. That. I think that was oh, me. That was me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. But yeah. I'm anyway, that, yeah. no, no. See, Michael, you're right though. Yeah, I yeah. yeah um, Scarlet Witch, amazing. You're, and, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, that's good. I think it goes to the writing because um, yeah. there's something lost that uh, we you don't need to write for commercial breaks anymore. You don't need your act breaks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And WandaVision has had big breaks. Yeah, that is not like because when you binge, a lot of times it's like end of episode, next episode, and it's a right. they just and that's fine. That's however it's written. One division has been like big, and then you wait, and it's like a it's an act, it's a scene, it's a whatever you want a curtain, and it's it's written to fit that way. It's just fantastic because we don't have commercial breaks anymore. Well, see, that's what I, my wife and I did with the Umbrella Academy when we first, when we watched it. We decided not to watch except for one every week. You yeah. could you could binge it, but it was just better because then, then you have your discussion. You could still talk yeah. about what was going to happen to that. And I think that one's actually better slow burn too. Yeah. Instead of instead of binging it. Yeah, but. that that is that. I'll say that's probably the thing I'm. Uh, I liked Castlevania because Castlevania you just sit down and watch all the way through one division as that slow burn. So I my concern is going to be. Falcon and Winter Soldier, is it going to feel the same kind of yeah. mystique as right. WandaVision, or is it going to feel more action-y like Castlevania, and you want to go straight to the next episode right away, because mm. there's not too much burn? It's going to be Mandalorian style. Yeah. That- Mando! When when does uh, Falcon Winter Soldier come out? Middle of March? March 11th. Isn't that two weeks after WandaVision? Ends? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll say it's like okay. March 11th, something like that. But speaking of which, we're going to bring Star Wars in, because that's what we did here. And we do. Yes. So, yes. so Perfect. now, Boba Fett showing up in Mandalorian crossover. <laughs> oh, Excellent. no! Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. I'd say uh, is, is, because is anything in Star Wars a crossover. I'd it's say the whole a, big universe. Well, if you're just into watching the movies, but if you're into like the comics and the books, where the Mandalorian actually takes more from the books than it does from the movies. You kind of get into that same territory where it's not a named character. It's it's kind of like the NCIS JAG situation, yeah. <laughs> where it's a crossover into a spinoff, right? Because <laughs> because now we're going to get the both at spinoff. Uh, and actually, yeah, and you know, now that you're saying that, Tim, that makes me wonder the question. Okay, so Boba Fett is that a crossover? I'm not sure if it's really a crossover it, because it, it'd be crossing it, over from what? Well, exactly. Into it's, it's it's like an insert. He's not it, coming it, from anything. It's an insert well, into a spinoff. 
Uh, yes. But a proper crossover would be something like the um, Darth Vader comic, okay. which is running at the same time as Boba Fett, and Boba comes in to claim the bounty on Darth. All right. Okay. Forget Boba Fett then. How about a Sakatano? Because that was coming right after Clone Wars. I Maybe. Probably. After Rebels, huh? After Rebels, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Clone Wars yeah. are the most recent season, but timeline wise, yeah. Rebels, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, and, yeah, so like if you're talking Ahsoka, <laughs> then you can also be talking Bo-Katan. Yeah, right. yes, you know? yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Bo-Katan was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, Ahsoka was great. My kid is like the world's biggest Ahsoka fan. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so, awesome. uh, another question from the chat real quick. Uh, besides the Archie Predator crossover, any other genre crossovers, comedy to horror? And I mean, we gave you comedy gold with uh, the chess match between Iron Man and Batman. <laughs> But also, I have the perfect uh, genre, medium, and just uh, species crossover, I believe, in the history of comics. Coming from 1993, Godzilla vs. Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think I remember that one. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Oh, oh help wow. me, that lizard one. <laughs> so, there's a... There's a a comic where Charles Barkley played basketball against Godzilla. Got arm. Did Godzilla have the arms, like the or the the big the no opposable thumbs? Yes. You know? Which arms? Which still doing the? <laughs> he's doing the little yeah, the yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can just cut. He, like really, <laughs> he really blocked, you know. Uh, that, of course, that also was paired at the same time as the Nike commercials. I believe this was a Nike. This is a Nike Dark Horse crossover into oh. Godzilla Charles Barkley. Wow. So was Charles Barkley like embiggened? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla was shrunken. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we got. So we got. We got. I've got. I'm going. I'm going to pull up a panel on the stream. So if you're watching the stream Good. here, guys, you okay. can you can see it. Uh, I'm gonna have to switch over here. Use my other screen. Um, I'll you with your fancy dual monitors. Me? Oh, no, it's my phone. Oh. <laughs> well, it's more than my Commodore 64 here has. So <laughs> Do you see us all as in, like, green lines on a, on an Apple II screen? Oh, like, well, you know what? Oh, speaking of which, uh, I, I got to say, I did love in WandaVision. Sorry, I'm going back to WandaVision. When they actually me. did show a Commodore 64 and a Commodore 64 monitor. And I said to my kid, I'm like, ooh, 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 I still have that in my parents' basement back at their house. Yeah. Because I do have that original Commodore 64 And your monitor. son said, you still live with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, that stopped when I was 29. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I ha- uh, so I do have our uh, <laughs> uh, splash panel of Godzilla versus... Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Charles Barkley uh, yelling in your face Godzilla as he uh, oh, around him. <laughs> he, he's got game. He, that, yeah. Godzilla does not know what to do. He's... <laughs> we don't ever. We don't ever get to see the reviews. We don't. So, so normal charge Charles Barkley, but little Godzilla. Does no, Does anybody know? Um, if Brent were here, he's a he's a filmmaker. He might know. Do they? Do you know how they made the original uh, Gojira? Uh, noise in the first yeah, it's, movie. It's a it's an elephant trumpet uh, sound. You know, a, an African elephant sound blended 
with uh, electronic filters, if I'm not mistaken. But it's oh. definitely the sound of an elephant trumpeting. I heard it was blended with a leather glove being rubbed across the top of a timpani. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Uh, yeah. I, heard, I heard an interview um, because they were talking about this was the movie they just not the Matthew Broderick one, but the one that came out of mm, 2013, 2014. Oh, yes. Yes. The and, uh, the reboot of Godzilla, the recent yeah. reboot of Godzilla before King of the Monsters. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. They were trying to they were, they were talking about the sound effects and how it's, it's evolved and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And how um, they they don't want to tell everybody what goes into making the sound effects because they don't want to ruin the mystique but yeah you're right there's there's animal roars um at one point there was a squeaking uh, one of the iterations there was a, a, a car door uh, 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 and that they uh recorded um, but yeah they also make get now they can create sounds that are sub and super and then and then they slow them down and it creates a weird i don't know all that sort of stuff so if if anybody knows about sound and how it affects us, but it's it's really cool that they can get those recordings and they they electronically adjust them so that then we can hear them and it like almost more feel them than hear them. But um, going from a leather glove and a elephant to uh, mm-hmm. digital everything, which is is cool. Sorry, I digress. We <laughs> are. Um, it's a crossover of sounds. Sound is, it is a, a crossover. Of yeah. Um, yeah. Is um is a uh, Captain Pike showing up in Discovery a crossover? Hmm? What Captain Pike shows up in Discovery? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't finished it, but I didn't know about that. Spoiler. I apologize. Spoiler. So, well, that because we, we if heard to be like an intertidal crossover, where because he'd be coming from a different Star Trek. Yes, of the Star Trek universe. Yeah, I guess a strict but, definition, yes, but general definition. But also, Star Trek is Star Trek. But also right. at the same time, there was no, yeah, there was no additional running Star Trek series for him to jump in from. Right. So that'd be like, yes, yeah, so yeah. you need something. Well, the, the to pins. jump from. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. A, that's a good. Point. I mean, but then you you got to think how long has it been since the movies? So right. I mean, the the newer movies with Chris Pratt. Right. Those those are not those are in a different reality. Those are, are not different? canon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, is that the captain? I don't know. I can't keep up with that. No, they, I, just know that I just know she's uh, Star Trek has its own battle world now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's God. the Kelvin universe. It's a That's couple. It. Well, I'm going completely. You get this. I'm going back to DS9. <laughs> DS9 was pretty cool. And there's a crossover. Yeah, actually was. I uh, I love the fact that DS9 even have a mirror universe uh yep. storyline. Yep. The mirror mm-hmm. universe stars are always my favorite. I mean that Which, was my favorite with the original track and you mm-hmm. know mirror universe uh Kira Norris. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, right. I, sorry, Amy, you didn't hear that. <laughs> my my buddy, I'll, I'll say his name. My buddy Kyle, there, Kyle. You heard your name. You're famous. Uh, he, Deep Space Nine is his favorite. That's what he uh, as if he's into Star Trek. He he will fight <laughs> the, the very end about Deep Space Nine being the best. But yes, um, Chief O'Brien, I think. Oh, he holds because right. he's he in was the, in everything, buddy. In the in it, I think he's in the most right because he's. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and then he, they insert him into Mirror Universe original series, right? Not Or not Mirror Universe. They insert him in the original series. Did they? Yeah, there's an episode where he and 
Well, there was definitely Cisco and Dax. Yeah, that wound up in the original uh, where they interspersed them. I think Chief O'Brien goes, which that's a might whole, have been there too. Talk yeah. about talk about like poor like writing and, and continuity and all that. Like, because he's a chief for a while, and then he's got Lieutenant Rank on him for a while, and then there's an episode where Commander Riker calls him Lieutenant, and it, anyways, it's, it's and I tell call you what, because Miley. he probably said something that got him bumped down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, Brian. And yeah, in the parallel universe, that's where he was nicknamed Smiley. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so well, then, uh, then they had that episode where they went back to original Trek. Remember? Yeah, and, and Jadzia, uh, Jadzia Dax was. Yeah, the they walked around in the background in the uniform, uniform and was upset and something to do about how the how the. Klingons look funny. You remember? Yep. Yes. Klingons look funny. That's funny. Yeah. And they don't yeah. explain. <laughs> I have to go back and see. They don't explain because there's an episode of Deep Space Nine where Worf says we don't talk we about. We don't that. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's outside. Oh, I do remember that. I do remember yep. that. Because the Discovery Klingons look completely Way different. different. Oh. Ten years oh. before oh. Kirk, and so, anyways, they, I, I, I think they're supposed to explain oh. all that. That's all things because there's a lot of things people complain about on Discovery, on yeah. that. It's going to get the, they're saying, give us time. Uh, we'll explain it. But okay, you crossovers. Know, I, I think we'll, let, me, let me throw one last thing in there. Okay. So, you know, all this Trek talk has like made me and, and talk about binging. I want to go back now and binge the best Trek series ever, the Orville. And <laughs> Orville's uh, great. I love the Orville. I, I think did. I may be doing that this weekend. If we're not going to get any more next generation, Orville's just as, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I could totally, it, you know, that fits totally in that universe. He so. could, yeah, the, that ship could be part of that timeline, you know. Yep. Yeah. You guys watch Lower Decks? I have yeah, not yet. Oh, yeah. oh, if you, okay, give it a, like the first episode, I was like, <laughs> give me a break. And my wife hates it, but, but I, I think it's pretty if funny. You have, if you are a Trek fan, there are some some obscure reference. It takes place in the next generation era. They make some great obscure references to the the, the entire Star Trek universe, and so pay attention. And I want to rewatch it because I know I was laughing through a lot of them. So I, I wholeheartedly recommend Lower Decks, um, especially if you are a, 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 a Trek nerd because they. they it's it's good. There's a lot of inside jokes in that show. What, so. what bothered me about it was I could see it like if it was Ferengis or something like that. You know, I just, it's hard for me to see, uh, you know, uh, Starfleet officers. Well, that's what, the whole point of the lower, it's the people you never see. Because I've always wondered, yeah. like, watching Star Trek, it's always the A crew. Like, having been on a ship, you have people on watch, on duty. You know what? You always had Picard, Riker, Troy, Data, Geordi. Worf, all on watch at the same time. Yeah, where's the guy who skated through OCS? <laughs> where's the other guy? Because when Riker doesn't... You mean the guy named Guy? Yeah. And once he got a name, he was afraid of being killed off? Right. Yeah. Oh who's the other oh, wait, guy? You're talking about the Galaxy best Star Trek Quest. movie, Galaxy Quest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh you my know, God. I think I just um, saw that they doing another Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but there's oh, no. That'd be so great. Alan Rickman, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry to cry. derail this one again, but it's too much fun not to. <laughs> uh, my junior high days when I would listen to Dr. Demento 
um, yeah. which my favorite song on Dr. Demento was the ABCs of Dead Russian Leaders by Tim Cavanaugh, which is really hard to find. Um, but there was there was a Star Trek bit that I absolutely loved where they said, and now we're going to beam down to the surface with every important character <laughs> and yeoman smith right. who dies who's gonna you know? die <laughs> yep so it's like it was every important yo number and yeoman <laughs> <laughs> so yep there you go yep. i bet he was wearing red right right mm-hmm. original series red then then things got that okay so yeah there's right. a, yeah. The, yeah and next generation they took it back right like, yeah we're taking red back <laughs> we're gonna claim it for us because you wear red if you go through tactical school at the academy <laughs> right right <laughs> so uh we we will our, our our definition is still i think we're giving good influence in, in, in instances where we may not be able to always define it but when we see it we can say that's a crossover or it's a form of a crossover. So yes, like it, people from one Star Trek mm-hmm. area stepping onto another show or another ship. Uh, so, yeah, I think also oh, it, it's to a point where it's so expected now. Yeah. As I mean, like back in the 60s, you'd be like, that's Captain America and Iron Man, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but how many times can you do that for... A some be... odd years, yeah. <laughs> and have that have the same impact. Right now, it's like, yeah, why? Where are the other characters in these universe? Why are they right. not popping in together? Right. Hey Tim, you said sixties, right? Right. And we were talking like you know, uh, Scott was doing his little Batusi and everything back over there earlier. <laughs> sure. Um, greatest Batman TV show crossover: the two part with Green Hornet and Kato. Oh yeah. Oh, that definitely constitutes crossover. Yes. So what about that was, that was I, oh my god I love those two episodes Scooby Doo cameo appearances by everybody yes mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. Batman and Robin oh you're bringing me back to that again huh yeah my oh. voice was like messed up for three days <laughs> no, after that work up bragging yes crossovers and cameos a plenty hey uh, crew out there all of you. Um, on the show here my my it's it's all guys yes um we're getting towards the end of the show i'm going to start um wrapping up here i don't want to cut you short if you have any parting thoughts but i want to be sure to remind our viewers our diehard fans out there that um coming up in march mark your calendars twilight grim number two and friar rush number two are coming the uh they are they're just getting it just the icing on the cake uh, put is, is, is being put on them right now. They are almost ready to go. Those will be ready by the time we launch a Kickstarter. So watch your inbox for news from Kickstarter and uh, make sure you are subscribed and following and all those good things to all of our social media sites and YouTube. So you will be the first to know. And those of you watching, you're the first to know that those titles are coming. Um, but make sure you stay uh on top of that, which leads me into social media, Instagram and Facebook. We are currently making a big push to try to get to 2,500 likes on Facebook. So the way we do that is if you tell your friends, you can suggest and share our pages with your friends. Say, hey, this page is awesome. Be sure to follow these guys. They have the coolest stories ever written in the history of the world. So go tell your friends about that. 
that and everybody who has liked our Facebook page and our Instagram page will be eligible to win some goodies. We will be choosing five folks from Facebook and five from Instagram. So if you have liked both, you have double the chances, double the fun of getting merchandise books, prints. And um, I can give one specific example. We have a poster um, with artwork by uh, Alex Gallimore and Tommy Flormonti and Mickey Clausen that is out there right now. Go to our Facebook page and you can see that cool silver line poster. And there's not a lot of that stuff out there. So you're getting, um, uh, you're getting unique Silverline goodies. So share our page far and wide. If you backed Team Beetle and Switchblade, thank you, as always. Those will be in your mailboxes and in your hands soon. Should be within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Kablam, the greatest printing company ever in the in history the world. In the world is just about done with all those. And Roland... Uh, Roland will have them and uh, then the Roland will be sending them along to all of you. Thank you for supporting um, us and our, um, our, our efforts to gr- create great stories. Um, the more stories you support, the more you're going to see. And we have so many in the hopper. They're just going to be coming uh, every few months and, and then that might even change. So we'll, so we'll see. So stay tuned. And uh, thank you, Martin Piero, and uh, your review of uh, Stellar Odyssey uh, by uh, Unparalleled Comics, I believe. Um, Thank you to Daytona Beach Comic Con for your support of Silverline. Our live streams are brought to you by them. Uh, We have, of course, the Wednesday show. That is tonight. You've been watching that if you were confused as to what you were watching. And (laughs) Sunday (laughs) night. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, as well as the Sunday show. And uh, we we might have some crossovers there. We had a oh, Aaron we did have a crossover. We had a crossover from Sunday. That. Is that a real crossover? He's in the Silver Line universe. Oh, that's a crossover. Yeah, that's, the, a, that's, a, that's a different one. crossover. Yeah. <laughs> the Wednesday. Wednesday world uh, the universe we don't claim off. Wednesday That's right. is not canon, folks. Okay, it's like the Kelvin universe. It's the Kelvin timeline. Their book doesn't sell very much, so it's made up. Come see what it was Everything like to be on a real, a real, a real podcast, a real not podcast, not podcast. It was true. Yeah. <laughs> We're finding our effort to consolidate the timelines. Right, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, folks. We have been talking crossovers and all things comic books and movies as we always do we appreciate you joining us this is where you get the inside track on the goodies coming up from Silverline and the news add your comments um even if you're not watching this live we try to uh, get back to those um join the fun share these videos and i i don't want to wrap us up too early guys to uh, any parting thoughts before we go and it, it can be no you can say we're, we're done well, if Batman can beat the Predator, he can oh, beat yeah, Tony yeah. Stark. <laughs> but can he beat Charles Barkley? <laughs> or God's or Christ. Christ. Wait, are we talking giant Charles Barkley? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Charles Barkley was the normal size. It was it was the Godzilla that was tiny. But were they playing <laughs> the building? I thought there was a like a, a hoop on a building. Did I miss that? Oh, okay. Well, like building size. I'm always know, wrong. Batman. It would have been more interesting to see a tiny Godzilla, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Batman could beat 
giant size Charles Barkley. I mean, but, but if, if this isn't also in the main like Dark Horse continuum, that means that at some point Spawn may run into a giant Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh my, it's very true. Wow. <laughs> now, okay, so giant size is great, but you're right; they they always seem to be slow and lumbering, right? right. I guess you just have to give them like a like a like poison, just beep, like that'd be enough, and then done or wrap their legs up, you know, Star Wars, right? Um, yeah, Walker mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. I mean, does so, it- <laughs> okay. I think I think we need to start wrapping this up. Everybody out there, if you've got a team up, if there's if you want to see some crossover or some battle uh, that's even more epic, if possible, than Batman versus Iron Man, throw it in the comments, and uh, maybe we'll. Maybe that'll be the subject of an entire show. I, I don't know. I don't know. And Dean, I think it just was. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, with your grenades out there, thank you. Always <laughs> hey, uh, got them. Make mine. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.